We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. McIntosh, and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth Broadcast. On today, I want to share a word with you from the story of the birth of Christ. It is simply this, God uses ordinary people. I share this message today because the enemy desires to make people think that because of their sex, because of their race, because of their income, because of their past and because of their handicaps that oftentimes we're born with that God can't use us to be great and to do great things. But I want you to know today that God uses ordinary people. And you learn this from the story of the birth of Christ. For Christ was born in the wound of a very ordinary people, of a very ordinary woman. In fact, she was born in the wound of a virgin. And I love sharing this truth today because the birth of Christ occurred in the most unlikely place. And for that reason, his seed was protected for Satan does not look among the weak, uh, the base things of the world. He doesn't look at things that are despised, but he looks in the areas of greatness and that's how Satan thinks and so he's very lost and confused when it comes to God's plan and and, and we know this for sure because he lost track with the birth of Christ to a point where Christ was able to go from a seed in a woman's womb to that of an adult man God protected his life until the moment that he declared that he was the son of God. And once Satan got that news, then he then set up a plan to take his life. Unfortunately, his plan came too late and Jesus was able to accomplish the will of God. But that plan got started in the life of an ordinary person. Jesus was the greatest man that lived and will ever live because no man had the power to do what Jesus did. Jesus carried the call to save the world from its sin. Yeah, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus was the only man born on this earth who could give mankind eternal life and redeem him from the consequence of being born into sin. I love this great truth today that God uses ordinary people to do great things because he yet needs to do that in the world today. Every believer 
born into this world is born with a call and a purpose. Just like the mother of Jesus was. Let me just read a little bit of her story. In Luke chapter 1, starting at the 26th verse, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. The angel was saying to Mary that God has made a decision to use you. And, and she said, how can this be? You know, verse 29 in that same chapter says, but when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, be not afraid for you have found favor with God and behold, you will conceive in your wound and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And I'll stop reading there. But you see how God chose an unexperienced woman when he came to carrying a child in her womb. She had never been with the man. She had never been married. And so you see how God chose a woman with no experience with motherhood or parenthood. But what God did, he took her, impregnated her with a seed. In other words, God began to do his work in her, in her life. He enabled her to conceive without being with a man. And God is doing the same thing today. He's taking nothing and making something. He's taking people who are ordinary of no special quality or interest. People that are unexceptional. People that are plain and undistinguished. You could say inferior, average or mediocre. People that are just normal, usual. There's nothing great about them and God does this because he wants to be involved in the process of birthing you into a new beginning for your life you see God loves to take nothing and make something and that's what God did to, to Mary although she was born in a city where it was known that nothing good came out of it God changed the reputation of that city by her acceptance of God's call in her life. God changed the history of that city forever. For that was the city that Jesus first was known on this earth. And that was the city of Nazareth. I ask you today, will, God, will you allow God to take you and to birth you into a new beginning will you allow God to take your nothingness and your issues your problems in your past and birth into this earth a person of greatness and I ask this question today because God can do it 
And he does it by the acceptance, our acceptance of Christ into our life. Christ comes into our life to bring about change. And that change occurs because Christ brings with him the greatness we need to be what God wants us to be. In other words, God gives us what we need so we can become what he wants us to be. We got to be like Paul, beloveds, for, for Paul said it like this. It is no more I, but it is the Christ. In Galatians 2, 2 and 20, let me read that in, in fullness. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, when Christ came into my life, he made me somebody. <laughs> but first, I had to die. The Paul, the self, the I in me had to die on the cross. And what came forth is the resurrected Christ in my life. Now, let me talk more about what Christ brings into our life. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I'll start reading at the 26th verse. It says, and Paul says here, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised, God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him you are in Christ, who became for us wisdom, from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that as it is written he who glories let him glory in the Lord now this text clearly says that God doesn't call the mighty the noble but he calls the foolish things of the world the weak things the base things of the world things which are despised Things which are basically unacceptable, nothing. To bring to a place of acceptance, to a place of greatness. And God does this, bringing nothing to something so that he can get the glory. And the reason he gets that glory is because of Christ who is in us. And in this text, names the things that makes us great because Christ is in us. It says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who has become our wisdom. In other words, God allows Christ in us to take what we know to make us wise. He helps us to use the knowledge we have to make good decisions. Christ is our wisdom. Christ is our righteousness. And what is righteousness? Righteousness is the absence of sin. Because Christ is in us. Our sins, our issues, our problems do not have to affect our future. And what God does to dilute the power of sin in our life 
is to allow the righteousness of Christ to rise in us to a point where it changes us. It changes how we think, how we act, how we live. You see, Christ in us revolutionizes our life. It brings about healing in our life. It brings about restoration and redemption. And what is redemption? Redemption is the return of one's losses due to our sins and our mistakes. Beloved, when Christ comes into our life, he can take a broken, sick, bound person and bring forth healing, bring forth freedom. He can bring forth greatness in our life he can change you and do what i call a spiritual makeover and i love this thought today because we have in our world today many programs who who love doing makeovers but the greatest makeover in our life that can occur is when christ comes into our life I wonder today, are you allowing the Christ in you to change you from being ordinary to being exceptional? If you are, God is pleased. Because when we allow Christ to do the work that God has planned in each of us, it gives God glory. It also blesses this earth. And remember this, only what we do for Christ will last the life we live for God through Christ Jesus will be rewarded one day in eternity. Beloved, know this today, that as God used Mary as the mother of Christ, a virgin, he could use you as well. God uses ordinary people. Well, beloved, I've got to go. God bless you, and I hope to share again with you all next week. <music>